When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast. Neil and Paddy back again. We're coming at you thick and fast um, with a Brighton preview show. Uh, obviously, we go to the Amex this weekend to take on, I suppose, what can really only be described as, Paddy, as, as a resurgent Brighton squad at the moment under Graham Potter, a team where we have previous on both sides. They have previous with us. We have previous with them, I think, over the last few years, and... Um, I think this is a game that's probably going to be a bit more exciting than the neutral eye might think. What do you think yourself, Paddy? Well, I think there's a reason why they put it on at prime time on Saturday evening because they're expecting a decent game with us hopping off each other. Mm. Um, yeah, Brighton, Brighton have been on a you know a decent run. They, they beat Liverpool, they beat Spurs, they beat Leeds. You know, I know you can throw in there that they. Only got a draw with Fulham and they were beaten by Man City. But you know, um they're they're on a they're in a purple patch, albeit they were absolutely shocking last night against uh Leicester. Mm. So bad I had to think about who they were playing. I fell asleep during the first half and uh woke up for the second half when Everton and Spurs were playing out a cracker. I was doing my research on Brighton, which was probably a load of nonsense because some of the players who were playing last night won't be playing on Saturday. But there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Things, things we have to sit through for this podcast, Neil. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, it's it's going to be a strange one, Paddy, though, because this Brighton lineup at the weekend, they've got uh, 
I suppose we better start with kind of the injuries and who's potentially out. They have quite a lot of injuries, uh, a lot of injuries to a lot of players that I can't pronounce their names, like Jahan Bakash, um, their Iranian player. I can't, like, I don't know if that's pronouncing his name correctly. Jose Isquerdo. Um, once again, I can't pronounce his name, but he's out as well. Um, and Doni, the Romanian striker, I can pronounce his name. He will be out. And uh, the flyer, Tyreek Lamptey, is definitely going to be out, as is uh, the man who put us to the sword in the in the previous fixture that we played them um, with a wonder goal that he probably will never score a goal like it himself. Sonny March is going to be out as well. Yeah. So got a, quite a few on the treatment table, Paddy, from... From what you saw last night uh, uh, w- with this team, um, you know, do they have the horses in 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 reserve to be able to to backfill those players? Um, well, like they they played well at the weekend with with those with some other guys that they just left out last night. Um, you know, Adam Lalana didn't play. Um, guy Danny Welbeck. Your guy, the other centre forward, Mope. escapes me. Mope, Mope, yeah, yeah, no, uh, no. So like, there, uh, th- it was quite obvious that they had the weekend in mind when when they were picking their team last night, um, even resting the goalkeeper. So, um, as, as I said, it was probably a wasted exercise. You're probably going to look at, you know, the backbone of what was there: Gross, Dunk, White, uh, Bourne. That would be about it. That will probably start on on Saturday, with with a few more to come back in. The likes of Basuma, Veltman, probably Connolly, Mopai, uh, Webster, so and probably Robert Sanchez will probably start in goal. So yeah, it was it was kind of a congested midfield last night. It wasn't their usual three four three. So um, it, there wasn't a whole lot to to uh, to go off <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But um, like we we know what we're going to get with them. We 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 had our problems with them the last day. They they got they got ahead of us and we struggled to get back into it. And for those who don't remember, it was the famous day that uh, Trezeguet was kicked in the shin, penalty awarded, and the wonderful people at VAR decided that no, it wasn't a foul because he got something on the ball. Mm. Um, I wonder will something like that happen at the weekend? I hope not. We've been on a good run though, Paddy. We've been on a good run of no VAR decisions since. Uh, it over the last yeah. game or two, so probably we've, we've even got a couple. Yeah, we've gotten we've gotten a couple as well. So um, we can't we can't really complain that aspect, you know, that aspect. But hopefully, it doesn't rear its ugly head again. Um, I think really when I look at the when I look at this um, this Brighton team, like they're almost famed for having the land of the giants that play in their back four. Uh, obviously, Tariq Lamptey, when he was there at the start of the season, more more kind of a wing back, I suppose, more so than anything else, like the high flying five foot six or something like that. Yeah. He's very diminutive. But got, player. Yeah. yeah, a brilliant player, and, and, and he's going to be out. And um, I think he was sent off in the return for, in the, the previous fixture as well against us. Was, he, was it he? He was, yeah. Um, in the lead up to that, the, the penalty incident, he yeah. was sent off for the free kick on Jack. Yeah. It was a second yellow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, so you know he's obviously out injured, but he's going to be someone that they're going to miss. But 
Um, like Dan Byrne is a giant. Uh, Webster is well over six foot. Lewis Dunk is over six foot. Ben White is a brilliant player. I, I'm a big fan of Ben White. I was a big fan of him at Leeds last year. The Liverpool were looking yeah. to sign him. And, you know, I thought he played really well in the previous game that we played as well. So they're, they're a formidable defence. And, and uh, Potter likes to play that big defence. But without Lamptey being there, you know... Um, uh, when they're like, it'd be really interesting to see what happens if Adam Webster is back uh, because he is doubtful. He may not be there. If he is back, Dan Byrne does Dan Byrne drop to the to the bench, or does Dan Byrne become the world's tallest left wing back at six foot eight? Because uh, he's well, uh, well he, I don't know, I say six foot. He eight. kind of played in that position against uh, Liverpool. He did when, when they had the ball, so um, it wouldn't be completely out of character to have him there. I know he went off on one run at one stage, and I was like. That yeah. isn't born. Is <laughs> yeah. running with the ball down the wing. It just looks so awkward. Um, but he, you know, he tucks back in a lot to make it a force, and he did a lot against Liverpool. Um, and it was a str- it's a strange kind of setup because he, he's a big and awkward guy, and I'm trying to play left back with with uh, the likes of Robertson overlapping on him was uh, was funny to watch. But but you know they got the they got the result. Um. They managed to come away with three points against Liverpool. Mm. That's a huge result for them. Um, and you know they're, they're they're looking up now at this stage as, instead of looking down as we as we'd hoped them to be. Mm. Um, you know they're they're ten points clear of relegation. They shouldn't really be worried about us. So you know they'll go and have a hop off us. I'm sure. Absolutely. The way we'll overlook part I think of this Brighton squad is their midfield. They have a collection of. Young, up and coming, good, very good, better than better than good players, I think, in there for their age group. You know, the likes of Alexis McAllister, the likes of uh, their new sign in Moses Casado is uh, he like there was huge teams, huge teams there that were looking for him. Uh, yeah. Much bigger than Brighton, like it was. It was actually a shock in Ecuador when he signed directly from Ecuador to to play for um play for Brighton. You know that was a shock. It was considered he would go to um Dortmund, United, pick pick a big team in Europe. But Brighton snagged him. Fair play to him. You know that is um that that that's a big get for them. They have those guys. They have, as you mentioned, they've they've uh, the likes of Aaron Connolly, Basuma. Basuma is a nice player, very nice player. And, uh, you know, the likes of those coupled with the Adam Lallana as the Pascal Gross. Um, so they've got a nice blend in midfield. And that's somewhere where they look to, I suppose, they do look to have a lot of fresh legs and a lot to bring in ingenuity in midfield. But saying that, there is an opportunity to, to get, get past them and get through them. If you exert your, your, um, your stamp on the game early enough, you can get through that mm-hmm. defense. And they also have that guy, your man, um, Alzate, as well, is a nice little player, mostly plays out in the wing, I suppose, really, as well. But, um, yeah. good, you know, uh, very, very functional young player in, in, in this league. But it's going to be a really interesting battle because they got the upper hand when they get the upper hand in midfield and they can play it around with the likes of Lana, as I say, or with the likes of, um, uh, you know, their, their, their younger legs there and Alexis McAllister, who is a real bright spark for them, who definitely was at the start of the season, been out of the team for a bit now. Um, you know, they can be formidable and they can be pretty creative in there because Graham Potter allows teams to play football as long as you're not in his back four. Yeah, you, you've more or less got a free reign once you're not doing it in your half of the pitch, basically. Um, 
you know, they, they can't, they, they, they've shown they can get results and they've shown they can play ball on their day. I think, I think um, of those that are missing, I, I, I really, really like Solly March as a player and I'm kind of glad that he's not there. Um, he, he has a, a great ability to open up a team with, with providing he's getting the right runs from whoever's in front of him. And we saw um, the guy we spoke about, Tariq Lamptey. Yeah, and, and another cracking player. So there's two creative forces gone out of it straight away and, and they definitely won't go back. Goalkeeper seems to be a bit of an issue for them too. They play, they play, I was going to say a young lad till I checked. He was 25 years of age last night. Um, Christian Walton in goal. And uh, I, th- I thought it was a bit strange. Um, you know, the, the Jason Steele on the bench as opposed to their their usual backup. So, or they're, they're like, Jesus, uh, his name escapes me. Spanish Bob, they call him down there. Robert. Roberto Sanchez. Roberto Sanchez, <laughs> yeah. So, um, he, he doesn't. He's not afraid to mix it up. They're uh, and and they're capable of anything. But uh, I think we'll have just about enough to get by them. I I, I think we might have. I hate saying it, but I think we might have the measure of them this time. I think I think I think we've learned enough about what they have, and uh, I expect us to go and win this one. Um, I expect us to go win every game. Well, it's so <laughs> I no no, but, but I'm not saying that as in like you know to puff out your chest and go, wow, why do you why are you so unsure? No, but I do. I expect us to go win every game, and with that in mind, I think that we should like obviously why why should we be afraid of Brighton? Uh, like we've lost the teams we shouldn't have we shouldn't have lost to this year. Absolutely. And Brighton yeah. being one of them. them. Yeah. Yeah, being one of them already. But I don't think we should let our past indiscretions or our past games like that dictate how we feel about going into other games, especially this game. You know, we we um we match up very well with Brighton. Like last year's game, like that that pass from Jack Grealish into Matty Target, wasn't it? And Target smashed it into the back of the net, wasn't that yeah, game yeah. last year? Like Excuse me, I've looked back at that a couple of times. Jack Grealish was falling into the ground and plays this beauty of a pass into into target, who just unleashes one into the bottom corner. Like ninety plus minutes, it was just magic stuff. You know, one of those mm. results that we relied on to stay up last year. Um, we spoke at the start that there is kind of previous between these two teams. We feel that we were aggrieved and not getting the penalty last uh, in the last game. Um, and Brighton came and did a number on us in the first 15, 20 minutes in that game too, you know, when uh, yeah. Welbeck, uh, they drew they drew out her two centre halves, they got him turned, running and goal and scored, you know, but we are a different team. We're very much a different team than, than we were back then. And um, Brighton are a plucky fighter. Brighton are like that. Um, they're, they're, they're like scrappy do, you know, and that's not being demeaning to Brighton. Obviously it's not. Look, they're, they, they've, they've outperformed us last year, definitely in the league, but They've got a lot of scrappy players in there. What I mean by that, players with good fighting them and they can rise you and can get you going. And 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 they never they've got a good never said die attitude in there. And the likes of Dunk, Lewis Dunk, the likes of Neil Maupay, you know, leaders up and down the field like that that have that kind of chip in their shoulder mentality. Mentality, and that's um you know that's that's hard to buy, but um yeah. So so what I'm kind of getting at here is that uh, like. We don't have any God-given right to beat Brighton, but we we should absolutely go into every single game the way we're playing at the moment and think we can win. We've only performed poorly twice 
Uh, within 90, for a whole 90 minutes, we've only performed poorly really twice that I can think of this year against Leeds and against West Ham. Yes, we had a bad first half against Southampton and we keep going back to these games because they mm. are actually outliers. The fact yeah. that we keep going back to them is they stand out so much more differently than any other games that we've played. So it's up to this team to go to Brighton. We've had six days of rest. Go there, exert our own in, uh, authority in the middle of the field. That's going to be huge. John McGinn is going to be busy. It's going to be very, very busy. Douglas Louise is going to be very, very, very busy. If he um, plays. <laughs> I, th- I think he does. I think he does play. Um, but it's 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 going to be it's going to be imperative that they don't get overrun. And it's it, but it's going to be imperative that when we do stamp our, our authority in this game, that if Ross Barkley plays at the top of the at the top of the tree. You know that we get the ball to him as quick as possible. I get the ball out out to the wings as mm. quick as possible because um, we don't cope very well when we when we dally on the ball in around the middle of the middle of the park. Not that we have this year. We've we've been very rarely caught in it. But when we play well, we get the ball out wide ASAP. Whether it's to our fullbacks, whether it's to Jack, whether it's to Ross Barkley, who does line up a lot of the time on the left hand side, uh, like. A lot of the time you could throw a blanket over Jack, Ross Barkley and Ollie Watkins and then they break into positions there. So when the ball comes to Jack Grealish, you'll notice that one of those two players should be in and around him. And that's absolutely fine to see as well because we break and we create space from there and we drag their players out, out, out of position. Going back to it as well, and I'm on a bit of a run run here of words, Paddy. I'll leave you speaking over the moment. <laughs> um, but there's a back three playing against a team with a back three again. And, and I've I've highlighted this before that at the start of the season, we played lots of teams with back threes. Ollie Watkins is very good against the back three. The way that Ross Barkley played in the likes of, of games um, at the start of the season, you know, we could get in there, we could get on top of them, stop that pivot in the middle of the back three because they're going to want to play out through Ben White an awful lot. They're going to let Dunk do a lot of the donkey work um, and whoever's in there beside him. But they're going to have three assured defenders there. It's up to Ollie Watkins to get in between those two shoulders because sometimes three's a crowd. Like that's There's a saying, you know, two's company, three's a crowd. Ollie Watkins gets in there and starts running between shoulders. People are going to be wondering whose assignment it is to pick him up. And he did yeah. it a lot of times this year. You know, and I'm really looking forward to, to to how he copes with the big boys there as well and using his industry um, up there on his own up top. But it, there's going to be a huge, huge, huge spotlight on John McGinn and a huge spotlight, I think, on, on Ross Barkley. Not in a negative way. It's just they're going to be super busy in this in, in this game because they need to be. They need to be super busy for us to, to prevail. Well, I, I think they're di- like I think they're difficult to, to break down because they they really condense that that area just in front of the box. They defend very deep, which makes it very hard to play through them. Um, if we could draw them out a little bit like they did to us when Welbeck scored the, the last day, that, that's how we catch them with, with our pace and our talent. Um, but the chances of getting that opportunity are pretty slim. Um, the reason I pulled you up there about Dougie Luis, uh, quiz time from me this time. How many times has Marvellous Nakamba played this season? Twice. Seven appearances. Oh, How many? Played or sta- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seven appearances this season. How many goals have we conceded while Marvellous Nakamba was on the pitch? I want to go and say none. Exactly. It seems like it seems like it's the right answer. <laughs> yeah, we've yet to yet to concede a goal with marvelous Nakamba on the pitch. Okay. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
absolutely. Well, look, you know, as I say, as, as we said in, in, in previous um, in previous podcasts, and and, and I've said it in other, in, in other podcasts, not just on here, uh, it's good to have people who are who are uh, rotatable on the team. That's a that's a good a good thing to have because that means yeah. that uh, that means your system is working and the players that you have fit into yeah. that system. But it, ju- it just makes it very interesting for this weekend after having a week off to prepare and get this right. Um, does, does he persist with Nakamba or does he switch mm. it up again? Um, to be honest, I, I, I'd play him. <laughs> you play Nakamba? I'd play him over Douglas Luiz after his performance the last day and his, his previous performance I thought was even, even better. But like, you change a winning team, I, th- I think I think it's a toss-up between uh, Nakamba. No, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Douglas Luiz, but he seems to play players on their merits and how they're doing at the time. And he's he's been immense when, when he's been given the opportunity. He's not he's not the footballer Luis is, but he's just dogged and determined, and you know really works hard in getting the ball. Um, you know, so it, it, that that to me is the only possible change from what I can see in the starting lineup. The back four is not going to change. The center center um, midfield is the only area that I can see there's going to be any change. You're going to have Grealish, Barkley, and Triori and Watkins. So, does Morgan Sanson get his chance? Does Nakamba keep his place? Does John McGinn keep his place? Does does Nakamba play alongside Douglas Luiz? Who knows? Yeah, it's really interesting. I just put up some statistics on Marvelous Nakamba there now that you mention it. And I I, uh, I tried to do a bit of a comparison here. Um might put put some might put a piece up on this actually on uh, between the two on our website on www.fortheloveofpavograd.com. Uh you might be nice able plug. to find something there. Uh, I might put something up on this if I can if I get the time between now and the weekend. Um, but Marvelous the camera has got some really, really, really good um statistics for the minutes played with regards to how many blocks, clearances, and interceptions, interceptions and pressures he has. Uh, which is his bread and butter, and I'm absolutely delighted. He's uh yeah, so there's um there's some there's some really, really cool numbers here. Uh regards to him. He's only played six hundred and ninety-five minutes this year, but uh yeah, that is this, there is some really interesting numbers here. But uh as I say, look, you can't really disagree with anything you say. I think it's more the point that look, we know what we have in Douglas Louise from the point of view of uh what we can do. Like like you can't you can bring Marvis and Camber on to to uh i suppose stifle a game and to to protect the lead i i, I don't think that's in, in question i just don't think that you can bring marvelous in the camera off the bench to change the game um, but then again yeah. if we're going to exert our our um, influence on the, on the game from day one is it better to have marvelous in the camera in there knowing that he isn't going to go forward or is it better to have douglas louise in there with a bit more ball playing um capability so it's going to be a uh, an interesting one. I myself, I, I I'm in the Douglas start Douglas Louise camp. Mm. Um, I, I just I just think that he's he's done very little wrong. But um, and well, that's not to say that he yes, sorry, go ahead. Here's where I throw a spanner in the works. If I was picking a team for this for this team in particular, I would drop John McGinn, and I would play marvelous alongside Dougie in there, and see how that works out. Because I I think they'd struggle against us in the midfield and it would force them into positions that they don't normally attack in. So that's, that's just my take on it. Um, 
you know, I, I'm kind of hoping they play the team they played last night. I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. But uh, I, I think we'd have nothing to fear against the team that played last night. But there's there's some really good players to come back into that team. And, you know, I think if we stifle them in midfield and, you know, we, we've got the four bodies there to go and push on and, and do the damage themselves. Yeah, it's a good complaint to have, I think. I think it's a good complaint to have. Look, yeah. we're... We've got rotational options in there. We didn't even mention Morgan Sanson. We didn't even mention him at all. Like, just because I don't think he starts, even though we have had six days. I do. I, I actually fully expect to see him off the bench. Um, yeah. He's due, one. <laughs> he's due, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's due. due uh, he's, he's due, due uh, a, a, an appearance anyway. We're due to see yeah. him. No, I, th- I think it's a bit too soon to, to see him starting. I think I think he'll get another couple of games off the bench a half an hour here or there. In just to, to get him up to the speed because it, it's a tough one to to, uh, to just come off you know from another league and and the, no disrespect to the French league but the football is a lot slower and a lot more patient build up it's it's a completely different style of football so I expect to see him starting soon but I would imagine it'll be another couple of games before he well we don't know what's going on I'm sure there's eleven v elevens going on all week this week so he could be up to the pace of it. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. Uh, I'm a bit distracted now because I'm looking at these statistics between the two, and um, the two players are not that similar uh, from the statistical analysis of of Nakamba and Douglas Louise. So I think it's really going to be horses for courses, which once again really is something I really really like to see. Uh, sim- similar players playing playing or sorry, dissimilar players playing in 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 the same system can work. It's more so can they fit into the system with their with their skill sets? You don't need to have clones of people. Um, so the fact that we say that you're saying there maybe McGinn comes out and maybe he does looking at what Nakamba can do. Um, mm. But it's uh, look, it's 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 really really interesting. This is where the benefit of having the statistical analysis and the data to hand. Um, you know your eyes. Your trust your eyes. You don't disbelieve your eyes and what you see on the field. Your eyes are right 80, 80 to ninety percent of the time. But having the data to hand will make your eyes right more than 90% of the time. It'll never be 100% right. And otherwise, otherwise, you know, every team would, would, would never lose a game. Or every team would draw, should I say. So you, you, have, you have to, like, um, you, have to, you have to trust your eyes, but you have to marry it in with the, with the statistical data as well, I suppose, really to know what you're, what you're doing. And obviously, knowing the fact that statistical data can be heavily weighted and heavily obscured by the fact that they may be asked to do a certain job at a certain given time that has to be taken into yeah. account as well so there are a lot of variables but uh yeah really really interesting really interesting stuff here and um yeah so now i just have to try and come up with uh for those of you watching on youtube a work meeting oh no actually we won't be we won't have this one on youtube again either but i was doing the quotation marks work <laughs> meeting there now for an hour this evening to see if i can uh, put together and try and write up a couple of hundred words for the for, for the website um but uh no look it's great great complaint to have as i say absolutely great complaint to have the team is ticking um i'm confident going into this brighton game not overly confident but still confident at the same time the autumn one and uh, you know, a win at this weekend keeps the train on the tracks, which is something that we can, which is all we can really ask for, because uh, the good feel, good factor around this club is fantastic at the moment, and and wins will only help to to increase that. And not only will it increase our position uh, moving up the table, but uh, it also puts us in a good stead because our two um, games in hand, as we would be mentioning quite a lot, is. 
uh, which we mentioned quite a lot, are Everton and Spurs. So yes. obviously we want to accumulate as many points as we can prior to having to play those two games because, you know, they are the two teams that are immediately above us in the league mm. as well. So, but it's 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 equally it's a, it's an important game considering the few games we have upcoming. Yes, you know we've got to play Leicester next week, which isn't yeah. going to be easy. We've got to play Leeds, bearing in mind what they did to us the last day, and we've got to play an angry Wolves who won't like to see the same thing happen the last time we played either. Before we play Newcastle in the middle of March, so like every game now is the cup final. We we spoke during the week about. Uh, uh, how we get into Europe or whatever. So if we if we have any uh, aspirations of doing so, we, we need we need to be beating the likes of Brighton now, and and just putting a bit of space between us and those below us. Yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. Like we have seventeen games left in this in, in the this season. Now is the time to solidify where we are. You know, beat the teams that we're expected to beat. Uh, and see what way it goes. And I hate that phrase, beat the teams that were expected to beat. Like Liverpool couldn't beat the teams they were expected to beat, yet they're still, they're still in with a good chance of winning the league. You know, Man City at the start of the year didn't beat some of the teams they were expected to beat. And, uh, you know, and, and same with Man United. So Premier League isn't a league that you can you can talk, say that about, but I hope you know what I mean. You know, we can target some teams that we can beat uh, or that we should be able to perform well against and yeah. and exert our own pressure on them and, and, and not make mistakes. And if we do that, I think we're a match for absolutely everybody. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's been said many times, but it's a completely different league without fans in the stadium. I think for the first time last week, they had every team on, on one fixture occasion. All the away teams won. On one of the nights last week, it was the first yep. time. The first time it's happened in twenty odd years or something. So, anything is possible. We've got to believe in ourselves and look forward to getting back into that stadium when hopefully there's European football there. But the most important thing now is we will have Premier League football next year when we do get back there, because it was looking for a long time last season that when we did get back we'd be gone. So, yeah, um, it's been a joy to watch. Uh, I, I think we'll have the better of them on Sunday and I'm, or on Saturday and I'm going for a 2-0 win. Cool. Uh, I am a bit more conservative than you. I'm going for a 1-0 win, but I still think that we will win. Um, and uh, look, a win's a win's a win. doesn't really matter if it's 2-1, uh, if it's, it's 5-4, whatever. As long as we get a win, I don't really mind. It's all about point, accumulating points, I think, at this stage, uh, at, the, at this time. And, uh, you know, we're gone past the, 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 the point of looking for style points, if that makes sense. You know, we're within, um, we have a fighter's chance of getting into Europe now. So let's go and let's go and grab it. Let's go and complete the, the unbelievable turnaround from last year. Um, and if we do it in style, all the better. Absolutely. Anything is possible. We just got to believe. We just got to get stuck in now. And Absolutely. just hope. Obviously, the number one thing was to stay up this season. I just hope they don't take the foot off the gas now and, and say job done because we, we still have a long way to go and a lot more we have to play for. And it goes a long way to attracting players to, to, to our club and keeping the players we have. So fingers yeah. crossed that we can push on and do it. It would be absolutely brilliant. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, uh, 
we're going to leave it at that, guys. As I say, uh, Brighton coming up on Saturday. Thanks, everybody, so much for listening and uh, for supporting the podcast. As always, you can find us on any good podcast provider. Uh, like you can like uh, find Paddy on at Villa Paddy on Twitter. Give him a give him a follow. You can follow myself on at Love McGrath Pod. Website is www.forthelovepalmagrath.com. We also have a YouTube that we're going to get more active on um, soon. Uh, we do have a small few issues. We're waiting for the plastic surgeons um, to, <laughs> to give us a price back uh, before we get, get too hot and heavy on YouTube. But uh, <laughs> as I say, uh, you know, might be no harm to, 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 to check out that as well from time to time. But uh, thanks, everybody, so much for your, for your support. Uh, Brighton at the weekend. Uh, here's to continuing our climb and ascent up the table. And all that's left to say is up the villa. The villa. Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.